Welcome to First Class Entrepreneurs and Leaders Podcast with your host, Marcus Cron. We interview business leaders who are first class in their industries. Whether you are an experienced entrepreneur or just getting started in your career, this podcast will inspire you and equip you with the knowledge necessary to have massive success in business. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Marcus Cron here. Welcome to First Class Entrepreneurs and Leaders Podcast. Today I'm joined by Jordan West, who is the owner of Mindful Marketing Co., which is a marketing agency that offers results-driven e-commerce consulting services. He has so much insight into helping businesses scale, so definitely tune into this whole episode. So Jordan, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Nice to see you again. Yeah, it's really good to see you. And yeah, amidst all this COVID and, and virtual interactions, video is the best it can really get these days. Well, with less and less interaction in person. But uh, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on the show. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of an intro to my audience here. So yeah. a little bit about Jordan. He started in marketing at 22 when he bought a Taco Del Mar chain restaurant. The learning curve was large, but after five years, he had tripled the sales at the restaurant with creative marketing tactics. After selling the store, Jordan and his wife grew their children's clothing company, Little and Lively, from a small at-home operation to one of the top 10 baby brands in Canada with advanced digital marketing techniques. Jordan's business passion is helping e-commerce brands grow exponentially, and he's also a fellow podcaster. He's the host of the Secrets to Scaling Online podcast. So Jordan, you're doing yeah. some, yeah, you're doing some great things at Mindful Marketing and everything else you got going on. And I'm really excited to jump into this interview to, you know, let you share your story. So, could you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and your current focus? Yeah, totally. So uh, my name is Jordan. Like uh, Marcus said before, um, I live in Abbotsford, BC. Um, I love all things um, business, uh, e-commerce in general is like really my passion right now. Um, like Marcus said, um, I host a podcast called Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, uh, formerly Secrets to Scaling Online. Uh, we really wanted to niche down and, and make sure that we um, were letting people know that we're really trying to serve um, e-commerce store owners. Um, which is funny because now e-commerce store owners are just everybody, <laughs> you know, like any kind of retail, like if you're not in e-commerce, then you're kind of dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. The shift that we've seen, um, in the market, probably my main focus these days, um, is finding other brands to partner with. We're kind of on a bit of an acquisition trail right now with our clothing brand, Little and Lively. Um, so we're looking for, um, complimentary brands, um, who uh, have kind of hit their peak and they're not really able to scale anymore. Uh, and we hope that we've got some, some things that we could bring to the table to help them scale. That's, that's been a really big part of what we've been doing um, uh, recently. And uh, the things that are kind of keeping me um, busy. Um, uh, also, Marcus, I forgot to tell you before, uh, the other part of my focus is real estate. Um, we're closing on our first deal um, up in Prince George right now. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. What's, what's, uh, what's yeah, the deal? So yeah, so we're, we're buying a duplex uh, up there. Um, uh, I know you, most of you, uh, you know, if you're into real estate investing uh, and stuff, this is the first deal, you know, besides our regular house um, that I'm a part of. Um, I just love learning. Like, I, I actually, like, I, I think to myself, like, I just want to know what all of this real estate stuff is about, why people are, you know, so obsessed with it, um, how they get in with, like, you know, no money down deals and, and all of that. 
Um, so I, I've kind of, um, you know, started to dive into a couple podcasts and, um, and figuring out um, all of this. So I thought, oh man, what better way to learn than just to, you know, buy a duplex. <laughs> yeah, jump in and, and get your feet wet. And that's really the place to start. A lot of people start that way. And duplex is a great way to go. And, you know, I'm a big advocate of real estate myself and real estate investing. So i uh, really pumped for you to, to hear that you got into the market there. And so you, you mentioned that you already closed on it. No, we're um, we're moments away, but uh, there's some financing. Uh, there were some issues with the way that the the listing real estate agent had set up this listing. Uh, I guess the duplex needs to be split into completely two separate um, listings, uh, and so we need two separate mortgages on it. And um, so, yeah, there's a bit of a, a hiccup there that happened today, um, just as we were about to sign the mortgage docs. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, it makes it an interesting transaction and. Good thing that you're so interested in learning and, and learning about the process. So then you can jump through all those challenges and hoops that you got to get through to close in the transaction. But totally. <laughs> it's so different. Like it's like like working on real estate right now and and like trying to make a deal like this happen. Like I'm way more suited, like in the e-commerce world, I can look at somebody's numbers and immediately tell you whether I'd want to buy that business or not. Um, or, or want to on the marketing side actually work with that company. Um, I'm getting less and less interested in working with are working for companies and a lot more interested in working with them um, on an equity sort of side. Um, that to me is what's been interesting me a lot lately. Uh, it keeps me a lot more involved. I mean, we do have a team of 10 of us now here at Mindful, so <laughs> we still do work for companies. <laughs> but like I said, I'm way more interested in working with people. So, Yeah, that's a really cool model, actually, like to get on the equity side, partner with companies that you actually have some skin in the game and in really, if you want to help them scale, you can be at the smaller stage or whether they're a medium stage and taking them to that next level and really see the, um, yeah, your, your efforts are really noticed and you can experience some of the, the compensation for, for doing that and putting your blood, sweat and tears into helping a company scale. So yeah, really totally. cool that you're, you're working on that. And, and it just kind of shows your, your personality, you know, being an entrepreneur, like you're, you basically kind of explain that, Hey, you know, I'm interested in real estate. I want to check it out. I want to know more about it. You go out, you learn, and you're like, well, I should probably just go buy a place, right? Like that's kind of entrepreneurial yeah. to the to the extreme. So kind of talk a little bit about that. Like what kind of, why are you that way? Have you always kind of been an entrepreneur? Did you always know you wanted to be a business owner? Oh, totally. Yeah. Like I've always been um, the self-employed kind of type. Like when I first started um, after high school, I started painting houses and I was working for somebody and then totally switched right away into contracting for myself. Um, because that's the only way to go. <laughs> like, I don't want to work for somebody. <laughs> um, I was also a paramedic for 12 years. Um, and, uh, and that it's funny, that's a little bit like being self-employed because you don't really have bosses that are looking over your shoulder all the time. Um, I, I just absolutely think, uh, when I first really wanted to learn business, I started to look on Craigslist and I found this Taco Del Mar restaurant and I thought, man, what better way to learn business? I'm like, what's the worst case scenario that can happen? Like I lose a bunch of money. Well, I can just call it business training, right? Like, and I did, I lost a lot of money. Like, even though we tripled our sales, uh, over five years, I I'm pretty sure I was probably out about 120 grand, um, which at the time I couldn't really afford. It was a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I, I had to, you know, pile up debt and 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 uh, all of that sort of stuff. But man, what an amazing learning experience. And without that, there's just no way that I would be as bold as I am 
um, trying out new things and you know going after acquisitions and um, and and building these different companies that we have because I just know what it's like to lose a lot of money and I feel like if you haven't ever felt that before. Um, I don't know if you can have that like true empathy for, for the people on the other side um, where it's like really, really difficult, um, you know, keeps you up at night and you don't know how you're going to survive. Yeah. And I kind of like how you equated it to being your education or your, your tuition of sorts, right? Losing that money, right? Like when you talk about 120 grand, that's a lot of money, but that's firsthand experience into business and running a business, learning the ins and outs of it. A lot of people spend close to that or even more on a university education, right? And they could go get a business degree or training on that sense, but are they really equipped to go get a, you know, become an entrepreneur or start a company? They might have some skills that enable them to get into the workforce and, and go yeah. that route. But um, really it's, it's kind of the experience of like going out and trying things. And I find that's kind of a common theme with entrepreneurs. It's like, well, I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to find them out along the way. And I'm not going to wait until I have all the answers until I start taking action, right? It's really about taking action. Could you actually talk about that a little bit about the, that notion of like just taking action, kind of jumping in and, and as an entrepreneur, how important that is taking imperfect action? Oh, oh, totally. I am, I'm all about, um, doing like, you know, figuring out to just like a small extent, like, okay, does this seem like this is going to be something that is going to work? Uh, for instance, with, with, uh, our clothing company right now, little and lively, We've been looking at subscription, uh, the subscription model um, for a while. Uh, so I thought, oh, what better way to learn about subscriptions than have somebody on my podcast who um, runs a subscription box company? So I had uh, on the um, uh, the owners of um, BattleBox, um, who are just absolutely amazing. They've acquired about five um, box companies, uh, like subscription box companies within there. So I just learned a little bit about that. Uh, and that was only yesterday. And today we found um, out how we're going to do it. We came up with a plan, gave it to one of our employees. Um, um, so the results are on um, them now. Um, and we sort of set it up and we're just doing it. <laughs> because if you don't do it, it's just never going to happen, right? <laughs> like if you're waiting on waiting for that perfect moment, it's, it's not going to happen. So I am all about um, uh, ready, fire, aim, right? Like you, you fire and then you figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of, I like that slogan there, just do it. Kind of go back to the, <laughs> the Nike yeah. slogan there. But yeah, I mean, that could probably be the, the marching orders for any real entrepreneur out there. Just do it, right? Take action and ready, fire, aim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then the more that you do that, the more you kind of already know some of the pitfalls Mm -hmm. um, in like your, your overall strategy, like tactics will change right over, over time, but strategy stays pretty relatively the same, right? Like you can read a copywriting book from a hundred years ago and it's going to, it's going to basically be the same, right? Mm -hmm. Um, like putting offers together and, and, and all of that. Um, it's just that your, your tactics in it change a little bit. Right. So what kind of initially interested you in this industry, in marketing, in helping brands grow and scale. Can you talk about that? What piqued your interest in marketing specifically? Well, totally. Like, I think that marketing um, is, is the essential ingredient to growing a company, right? If you don't have marketing, you can't grow a company. So if you can't grow a company, then who cares about your operations, right? There's no operations without marketing. Um, marketing is the basis to, to grow companies 
Um, and so when I see companies um, struggling and they have a good product, it's really probably a marketing issue. It's a marketing and sales issue. Um, so, so that's why I'm so interested in marketing and partnering together with other companies um, because I feel like now I can look at a company and see that, that that's one of those maybe missing active ingredients is um, lots of times it's, it's how much are you spending on your marketing? if anything, right? A lot of companies, they'll flatline in growth and not realize like, oh, we actually have to spend money now, <laughs> right? Like um, that's what gets me really, really excited when, uh, you know, a prospective company comes to, to meet a partner or to our agency to work with them. Um, I just love seeing that growth. I know how much it's changed the life of um, my family um, having a really profitable company. And I believe um, that it changes, um, that, that it will change other people's lives, right? When they're, when they start to um, have more sales and, and make more money and be able to take vacations and it makes a big difference in your life, right? Yeah. It comes down to lifestyle, right? And I know it's probably making, made a big difference in your life, kind of the way you share about it. And I know I'm connected with you on, on Facebook and I kind of just see the things that you're probably been able to do that most other people wouldn't be able to to do if they're not running a business, a lifestyle business, or, you know, they're working for somebody else, but just kind of taking vacations here and there, going away with your kids and just kind of, you know, providing a lifestyle that you kind of want. And, and I mean, that's what you can build if you kind of go that entrepreneurial route. So yeah, it's time. Yeah, you're <laughs> definitely. So go back to that transition of when you actually went from selling that out of the Taco Del Mar and then going on to your next venture and starting mindful marketing. What was that like? What were the challenges that you faced of starting your business? Yeah, totally. So I'll, I'll just go back a, just a minute into when we sold our Taco Del Mar. Man, if I knew what I knew now and I had the attitude that I have now, I would not have taken the offer that they gave me for that store. <laughs> I would have just closed it down um, because I ended up getting, you know, he ended up not paying me the full amount and it was such a small amount. Um, when I sold the store, uh, I feel like there's a lot of learnings in that negotiation, um, that I would change, uh, now, um, after going back about, oh man, I don't even know how many years it's been now since I sold it years. Um, so coming out of that, we, I was actually selling hoverboards online. I was testing out drop shipping hoverboards, Okay. And, uh, and you know what, I think we actually did decently. Okay. Like, I think I probably profited like 10 grand that year from just having this like passive sort of company. The issue was that I, were, I was getting all these customer service complaints about the hoverboards not working and then they'd have to ship them back to the factory in China. And I was just like, man, I never want to do drop shipping. Um, I always want to like have our own products. So at the time, my wife was, um, starting to make um, baby clothing, uh, cause we had our first baby at the time. This is almost seven years ago now. And, um, and we, she couldn't find this certain kind of leggings, right? Like um, we were trying out cloth diapers. So my wife was um, decided, oh, hey, I'm going to make a pattern for that. She was a fashion designer. So it was pretty easy for her to draft up a pattern and figure out these leggings. People saw them and they're like, oh, can you sell them? So she's like, yeah, sure. So she went to a few markets. Um, anyway, fast forward a while. Um, I asked her like, hey, can I try out Facebook advertising? This must've been about five years ago. Like, can, I, can I just try this out? And she said, she said, yeah, go for it. And we sold out like immediately of everything that we had. So then we started to cut our own fabrics and bring them to home sewers. And again, we'd start to run Facebook ads and sell out of everything. 
and uh, to eventually the the place where we're at now, where we have uh, you know a manufacturer in a couple different cities, and um, and we've we've grown the company um, to where we are. Um, but my real passion was growing the company with marketing, and so I started consulting with companies, and um, and. I uh, got to the point where I realized I was trying to tell them what to do and people could not implement it themselves because I really feel like execution is um, it's where everything happens, right? The action is where things actually happen. Not ideas are amazing. And, and, and I'm actually way more in the idea phase of, of my life now where I'm coming up with ideas and having to get other people to execute them But without the execution piece. Um, that's the biggest, the biggest struggle that I was seeing. So we formed an agency that just helped people execute on these marketing ideas. Um, and that's, that's kind of where we're at now, where we've grown those two. I think there's 10 or 11 of us now. I don't yeah. think I know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You're just kind of at the top kind of like delegating and, and deciding, well, who's going to look after this project and, and really helping people, you come up with the idea, then having them execute on it. So yeah, can you which is a very about- difficult transition for, yeah. for entrepreneurs and doers. It is so difficult moving from from executor who's really good at getting stuff done to delegator um, to even, and then delegating outcomes is even more difficult. Right. Right. Now, when I think of that, of like about delegating and kind of having other people oversee things and, you know, you kind of overseeing them, I kind of think of systems, right. And building any good business involves systems involved with getting that business off the ground and scaling because you want scalable systems, right. Because yeah. you only have so much time in a day and you want to really focus your time on what you're best at, right? And outsource other things to other people that are more skilled in other areas, right? Yeah. So can you talk about the importance of systems, maybe what some, some of the systems that you've implemented? Like, for example, I'm thinking of one that's coming to my mind right now where uh, I think it came up like a year ago when we were chatting and you're like, well, I kind of have, I don't even really answer my email. I get somebody else to do that for me. And then even when we're booking this call, you're like, okay, um, email me, my VA will kind of respond or, or they monitor that account. Could you kind of talk a little bit about that? How that's these different systems that you've implemented in your business? Oh, totally. Yeah. So like virtual assistants are incredible. So the things that I get my, my VA to do, who is just an amazing, amazing person. Um, I get her to do all outbound outreach um, for me. Um, I'm still managing my main inbox, um, these days, but I've got three or four other inboxes that I'm doing outbound, um, outreach that I literally just have formulas for when we send the email out and they send it back. So we're doing trying, trying to um, do acquisitions through that. So I give them, um, for instance, I'll kind of break down how we're doing our acquisitions right now. I tell them, I want companies that are in this space that have this many followers on Instagram that are, um, uh, running or not running Facebook ads that have um, uh, that are on the Shopify platform um, and that are in this particular vertical. Go find me 500 of those. So they go out, find 500. We then send a drip sequence to them. Um, and then when they respond, yes or no, we take them out of the drip sequence. And if they respond yes, that they want to have a phone call, then my VA reaches out with my calendar. They schedule a 15-minute phone call. I had three of those already today. Um, one amazing potential acquisition um, that we could potentially make. Um, and either way, we're just making connections. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the whole process is, I could, I could never do that. Imagine like having to send out these like 500 emails and then follow up with each one of these. 
yeah it would just be overwhelming so we do that on getting people onto our our podcast because i love reaching out to entrepreneurs um uh in the e-commerce space to be on our podcast but again i could never do that manually it would be impossible we reach out to thousands and thousands of, of different businesses out there and then we vet them after that when they come in um but what i would recommend people to do is just think about the processes that you can systematize and then come up with a system and just start writing it out. And you'll realize like, oh, this is not a complicated system at all. Like there is a script to that, that you can use in this. And yeah, you might need to change it up every once in a while, but um, d- don't, don't systematize your relationships. Do not right. do that. Your relationships right. are so important, um, but do systematize the rest if you right. can. So then you go find these companies, right? You market to them and kind of get your VA to look at the potential, you kind of give them criteria on what are the companies you want to acquire because you're actually like buying them or having a stake in them. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, both, both sort of ways. So I just have a discuss, like a really frank discussion with them and just let them know like, Hey, this is kind of what we, what we're looking to do. I partner with companies and you know, these different ways do any of these sound like things that you want to do. So the one in particular today said like, yeah, we're looking to get acquired. And right. they're doing a lot of volume. Um, so it'll be interesting to see once we actually sign the NDA and then look at their books yeah. um, and see they're based out of the States. That's what we're looking for. Um, and then we just kind of go from there. So wow. lots of this is really, it's really just learning on the fly. Yeah. Um, what's I always say to them like, Hey, worst case scenario, we're going to be friends after we have this discussion and we can like, you can come visit me when you come to Whistler or Vancouver. Yeah. No, that's a very cool model, right? Like kind of finding, companies with potential for scale that fit your criteria, then you implementing your superpower of digital marketing and e-commerce and and whatnot to kind of help them grow and scale. And yeah, that just is a very awesome model, but yeah, I kind of want to start wrapping up this conversation here. I know you kind of got a a deadline here. You kind of get off this call, but I'm going to take it to the final four questions where you give short to the point answers. So what is your favorite business book? Oh my gosh, my favorite business book. Uh, oh, Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, and I think he was actually changer. Yeah, and he was actually on your show, right? He was. He was. I know. I, man, that was like my first, like, you know, real name podcast guest that I had, Mike Michalowicz. Like, um, amazing guy. His systems uh, will change your life as a, as a whatever size business you're in. His yeah. systems will change your life. Yeah. No, no, he's actually on top of my mind because I sent him a connect request on LinkedIn. Hopefully I'll be be able to get him on my show at one point, but yeah, he just accepted my request. So yeah, hopefully I can connect with him soon, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So what is one thing you wish you knew when you got started in your career? I wish I knew and had listened to people's advice about a food business. (laughs) I would just never get into food again. Right. I also, I would never get into a franchise again and not be in control. That's one thing that I wish I, I really had realized is that like, when you buy into a franchise, you are not, you're, you are not the boss. Yep. So what's a daily habit that helps you be successful? Um, I try and take the stairs every day at the tower <laughs> when I come in. <laughs> I think yep. that just sets my mind in like a good mode of like, it's the kind of thing that um, that you have control over and sets you up for success later on, even though it's like, it's not going to like, you know, keep me in shape or anything, but um, it's me taking control of like, no, I'm taking the stairs. Right. And like doing that one thing that, that starts your day off. Right. 
Totally. And I know the tower you're referring to, there's a lot of stairs in there. So good on you for, for yes. doing that. So I, I do think you will be getting in better shape for taking those stairs. So what do you do for fun though? Uh, you know what? One of my favorite things in the world to do is, is golf. And I'm actually going golfing today, um, shortly after this. So I'm, I'm like super looking forward to that. I really need to try to stay out of business all the time because I just love it so much. Yeah. Um, but uh, I try to turn my phone off or keep it in a different room after five o'clock and just like hang out with my kids and have fun. Um, that to me is like, that's life. That's way more important um, than making money in your business. Yeah, great advice. So last thing here, how can our listeners get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you or connect? Yeah, totally. Uh, if you just want to connect, my, my email that I actually check is jordan at mindfulmarketing.co. And, um, and you can learn more about our marketing company at mindfulmarketing.co and, um, and, uh, oh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. That's, that's my place that I am. Um, yeah. and I'm, I believe it's linkedin.com slash Jordan dash West dash marketer. Perfect. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes and I can attest to that. You're, you're really responsive and quick on LinkedIn. And I know we've had a few conversations back and forth on there. So, but it was really great to have you on the show here, Jordan. I know you got to get going. I really appreciate you, you taking the time, sharing some knowledge with my listeners and just, yeah, keep crushing it in what you're doing. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes. If you enjoy the podcast or if it provides value in any way, be sure to leave a five-star review. This helps the show attract top quality guests who will be able to provide even more insight into having success in business.